Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're tuned into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mater and Chris Pinto. Live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back, everybody, to the show. After a week hiatus, we are back. Dan Maynard and Chris Dauhauer with DC's DFS Challenge Show as we go through the NBA playoffs because we're moving on to the next round. And, of course, as always, we're going to be going over our DraftKings lineup cards for you guys for Sunday. And then Chaz Valerie will join the show in the second half hour to go over his best bets of the weekend. We're going to win you all that money. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good, making sure I got to stop falling asleep in, at the halftime of basketball games. Last it is two games brutal on the East Coast, man. It's brutal. It really East is. For two reasons. One, uh, games are flipping at half, apparently, because no one has a safe lead. doesn't matter how big it is. But then two, yeah, you're on the East Coast. You actually have to get up the next day for those of us who actually have a day job and unfortunately are not doing this as our day job yet. We're getting there, but not yet. Fingers but yeah, we still have to get up and it's 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 a little rough. Oh, yeah. Not just like you said, it's rough to get up, but not trying to go to sleep when you have his games are so close. Well, you think they're over, I should say. Up 25 points, Sixers game, Atlanta game last night, Clippers game. Woke up this morning and I'm like, what in the world happened? And I realized, well, Utah has been eliminated. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely crazy there. And I'll say this, though. The lead for last week's tournament was very safe because I completely dominated last week's tournament. However, there's two more weeks left for June. Chris won the first week. I've won this week. There's two chances for you guys to still try to beat us. Get eligible for the free giveaway for the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament. The link for that is in the comments below, wherever you're watching this on social media, or if you're going to be listening to this tomorrow on any one of our streaming apps, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you like to go. All you got to do is come back at Belly Up Fantasy or at WWSRN and click on the link and you can join the free tournament and this is going to be the last two weeks because once june's done we're cutting the show until football comes back we're going to take a couple of months off come back and i do have an announcement to make as far as that goes as well when we come back it will no longer be the dc's dfs challenge show it will actually be an extension of the fantasy football show that chris and i already do the mb's fantasy football show which is from 11 a.m to 12 30 p.m for now on Fridays on Worldwide Sports Radio Network. When we get into season, that'll be four times a week. So it'll be available on Thursdays and Fridays live. We'll have the recordings out for you guys on Mondays and Tuesdays. 
but it will be an extension of that. So the MD's Fantasy Football Show will be extending into Saturday night. Same premise, same thing, but we're just going to be focusing in on football and doing that and getting you our best bets for the football week. So I'm very excited for that, but that's why we're going to take two months off and kind of transition the show there. So just big announcements we want to put out there. And before we get to Chris's DraftKings lineup, I do want to give a shout-out to our sponsor of the day, which is Manscaped. And Manscaped, the summer is coming. It's already here, actually. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Well, if you're not, you're in luck because our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that, right? The 4.0. Compliment your dad bod or your six pack if you're so lucky with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for a hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Get that new performance package 4.0 trimmer and you can look how you want to this summer. So again, go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off today. All right, Chris. So let's get into our DraftKings lineups for tomorrow. We got the two games, two big games. We're kicking off the Phoenix series over there with uh, now I'm drawing with the Clippers and it will also have game seven tomorrow between the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. So I was actually pretty happy with the lineup. I was able to put together. There was a good balance between value and going after certain key superstars throughout this. So I'm curious to see what you were able to put together on your own, right? Yeah. Well, I, I had a little bit difference, I think, because one of the things I'm trying to figure out is, is Chris Paul actually not going to play tomorrow? He is ruled um, out. He is he 100% been officially ruled, ruled out. out. Yes. Okay. So, that was where I started off, and I kind of expected him to be ruled out. Everything I was hearing, he was basically there was no way he's gonna be able to pass the COVID test and test, COVID test in time, I should say. Um, and good chance to so be back for game two, though. By the way, just to kind of throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, yes. Yeah, so I like to see him. Uh, it, poor Chris Paul in the playoffs; it always seems I to know. have something going on. Um, but yeah, so what I did is I kicked off with Cameron Payne in my point guard position because I anticipated that Chris Paul wasn't going to play. Uh, I think Cameron Payne's been able to step up when he's had an opportunity this year. He's uh, only cost about four thousand dollars, um, and I'm looking for him to have a kind of nice game for me. Of course, he's not he's no Chris Paul, but he is able to get you a decent amount of DFS points. Uh, I think when he last time he started, he had about thirty five DFS points. So I'm kind of looking for that range. You know, you get twenty points, maybe six or seven assists, maybe a couple steals here or there. Yeah, we both have Cameron Payne in our lineup. He is the free space with Chris Paul out. He'll be the starter. He's only $4,000, and it's a good matchup against the Clippers there who typically are let the point guards kind of do what they want to do to begin with. So, yeah, Cameron Payne to me, that's a free space value in your DraftKings lineup cards tomorrow for sure. Absolutely. Um, so I just bought the two-card position, and I'm kind of riding in the no-superstar train right now. And I'm going to start with Terrence Mann at the two-card for $4,900. <laughs> Mann coming off an outstanding game last night. Yeah, where did um, that come from? I mean, he when he's had the opportunity to play, he's been productive. It's just whether or not he gets to play a lot. So, I mean, he basically was out of rotation in the beginning of the series, and now it looks like Kawhi Jr. out there last night. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Like He completely came in and filled the shoes. That's, that's the big reason why the Clippers were able to – to me, shockingly beat Utah, given the state that they were in. Uh, but yeah, Terrence Mann, also in my lineup, not at my two-guard position, at my extra-guard position, but again, another guy, great value, who, to your point, 
as going to ha- at least for game one anyway. They keep talking about maybe Kawhi comes back game two. I don't really see how that happens, but game one anyway. Terrence, man, we know he'll definitely be the starter next to Paul George. And after that performance, it's hard not to put him in coming off of that game. Yeah, I mean, I think he's been like I said, he's been highly productive without opportunity. Um, and you know, do the Clippers actually need Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Paul so, yeah. George need Kawhi Leonard. I think that's more of the question. Well, we know playoff P, as he likes to call himself, isn't always showing up for every playoff game. So who knows what we'll get next game. But he seems to show up when he when there's no Kawhi, he shows up. When he has to be the Robin, it's hit or miss. But when he gets to be the Batman, all of a sudden, you know, Paul George's game comes back to him. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, so it's a small forward position. I ran with Kevin Herter for $5,400. I'm kind of debating whether or not Bajanovic is going to be active tomorrow. When he was out the last game against the Sixers, Porter stepped up and had a nice game, about 17 points, 11 rebounds. Kind of looking for something similar. 11 rebounds is kind of, you know, that'd be real nice. Um, but I'm kind of going to ride Porter. Hopefully that he'll be able to kind of produce what Bajanovic has been producing until he got hurt recently. Yeah, uh, is there a good chance Bajanovic is going to be out? I also have Kevin Herter in my lineup at $5,200 for that same exact reason. It is also another guy who can get hot from downtown at any given time as well, so you have a little bit of upside to go with what should be a floor given the amount of minutes that he's probably looking at in tomorrow's game. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, he's, he's they don't have a lot of scores outside of layout. There's so many, bank, so many injuries going on right now. You have Cam Reddish out. You have Hunter out. So, if John Bobjanovich is also out, you're going to need Gallinari or Herder to actually step up tomorrow. Right. And just to reemphasize the point, I mean, the last game, he had 44 minutes, 43 fantasy points, had the double-double, as you mentioned. So, again, another guy coming off of a really top-end game in a situation where they're going to need him to probably show up. Absolutely. Hopefully. Um, so, at the, at the power-four position, I, with Nicholas Batum, uh, Batum's had a nice little series against Utah. He's been, you know, you see the Clippers kind of going some more small ball. I don't know if they're going to necessarily try to match up with eight with a big man or not, but I think if Ty, if Ty Lue has learned anything in his playoffs is that he is, his lineup is much better with a small lineup than they are with Zubak or any big starting. Yeah, they just don't seem to flow as well offensively. They just seem to be better off running gun, do it that way, pretty much the way they've been doing it the entire season anyway. Uh, I like that pickup as well. Batum coming off of a nice game last game as well. Uh, something they're going to have to lean on a little bit more with his all-around game that he's able to contribute right now, especially as they try to they have to feature around Paul George, essentially. Go ahead. Absolutely. Um, and then at the center position, I'm going my superstar, Joel Embiid. Uh, Embiid's been, you know, basically terrific as long as he's able to be out there. He did have struggled a little, I think it was game six. Um, but since he's in mean, game five, I should say, um, but game six, he should back up. I think he's going to have a big game in the closeout game for the Sixers versus Atlanta. And I expect him to be a superstar tomorrow. I, I think Embiid is a must play. I also have a center position. He's a must play in that game. Look, we know everything is going to be in Philly. It's going to be game seven. Everything is going to flow through Joel Embiid tomorrow. And I, with the way he's been able to play when he has to, I don't see any reason why he does not show up and be every bit of the, whether they win or lose, whether he is every bit of the MB you need him to be for your lineups. That is the superstar that has to be in your lineup for tomorrow's two matchups. Hey, one of the rare superstars left standing right now with Chris Paul out, out and Trey Young banged up. Um, at the other guard position, I do have another superstar in my lineup, and that's Devin Booker at the guard position. 
Devin Booker has been outstanding in this playoff series. And I expect without Chris Paul, he had a little bit ball in his hands, a little bit more, playing a little point guard facilitator role. So I expect the points and the assists to be nice. And I expect Devin Booker to come out and ball out against the Clippers. I think he's going to have something to prove without Chris Paul. Yeah, I, I didn't end up going Devin Booker. Really thought about it hard for that reason. Without Chris Paul, the offense is really going to rest on him and DeAndre Ayton's shoulders tomorrow's matchup. Uh, Booker's been lights out. He has made a name for himself this playoffs, which good for him because he's somebody who's never been talked about enough. And he's really taking his game, I believe, to the next level. At least what I've watched so far, these playoffs really starting to become that superstar that we all thought he could be. Not just a scorer, but showing that he is starting to learn to play within a team, within the system. And he's looking really good doing it. And he's gonna, They're going to need him even more so with Chris Paul out with COVID-19 tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited for Devin Booker to have this state. This stage. I think Devin Booker has been a superstar. I just think seems kind of people forgot about him because he's been kind of trapped out in Phoenix with no help. And now that he's got Chris Paul in the backcourt with him. I expect Devin Booker to actually have a show out and become one of those top guys we talk about going forward. And he'll probably play even better when Chris Paul is able to come back from this whole scenario. Is that your whole lineup? No. Um, right. At the other, I, I still got two more positions, but thank you. <laughs> um, I so I got at the other small at the other four position. I have James Crowder. Um, Crowder's going to have to probably step up as well without Chris Paul playing. Crowder's had a nice little playoff run himself. Between about 25 to 30 DFS points. Um, but he's one of those guys that you're going to need to step up, I guess, to score for them tomorrow. They don't have a lot of other fire firepower on that offense. So I expect Crowder to have a nice game. And it has a decent matchup versus the Clippers as well. Yeah, they're going to need to lean on his veteran skill set. I also have Crowder. We have a lot of the similar players. I don't think we've ever had this many similar players before in our lineups. Also, Crowder in there coming off the game where you had 39 minutes, he had 30 fantasy points. The nice thing about Crowder is that, you know, he'll get you a few rebounds. He can get hot from three-point range. But again, going without Chris Paul there, he they're going to have to lean on his veteran leadership. He's $5,000, which makes him a value in the situation because... He has not had a playoff game where he's been less than 23 fantasy points this entire stretch. So he's a safe floor play with a little bit of upside, especially going into that matchup tomorrow at a good value price. So Crowder's a nice complimentary player to have in that lineup, I believe, tomorrow. That's why we both have him in there. Yeah, and I think also with if the Clippers are going to play a small ball, Crowder's going to play a little bit for himself as well. So he had some decent games where he had some decent unnecessary rebounds. So he might get some cheap rebounds out of Crowder too. I and mean, I think last game he had a double-double or close to it. He almost had it. He had nine. He had nine points and ten rebounds. They almost had that double double, but great, great fantasy day nonetheless. Yeah, um, and then finally at the other guard position, or I'm sorry, to say my utility position, I have uh, Steph, Seth's brother, Seth Curry. Uh, Seth been you know lighting it up for the Sixers. He's been their primary other scorer outside of Embiid. Tobias Harris has been quite a quiet. Danny Green's been went down injured, and right now he's been carrying that offense, particularly from the outside. I expect him to have a big game. Uh, he's a hard, I mean, he's a terrible matchup for Atlanta right now. Atlanta can't figure out how to stop him or guard him. I think with the talk about Embiid being you know, aggressive, I think Seth Curry's going to have a good game as well. He's a big reason why they came back in one game six, quite frankly, with his three-point range being hot. We see that continues on. I like that play a lot because, again, it's a first of all, I like complimentary players when they're in big games at home, which is what Philadelphia is set up for in this instance. He's got good value. He is a guy who can get hot. They're going to probably lean on him a little bit more with Danny Green out for his three-point range. I like the value there. I didn't want to put him in my lineup, but he was definitely somebody I had on my radar, and I do believe is a nice fit for anybody else who's looking to put their lineup card together out there. Yeah, for $5,400, you got a guy who's coming off a 52-point DFS point and then 38 points last game. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's superstar production right there for $5,400. So that's why I'm taking my chance. 
Can't can't blame you there at all. Okay. So I guess now I can get into my lineup, but we kind of went through half of it. Just to recap, we both have Cameron Payne. Great situation, $4,000, and will be the starter we know in tomorrow's game. We both have Crowder. Talked about him at length, $5,000 at the small forward position. Why he is going to be valuable, why he's a nice complimentary floor piece to center around some superstars. Both have Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is the superstar you're going to lean on. Philadelphia will run everything through Joel Embiid tomorrow. Walking double-double, maybe even a walking triple-double tomorrow's game in particular. We know he'll have a big one. $10,900. I think you have to spend the money to keep up with everybody else because Embiid's going to be one of the big, probably the biggest output producer, maybe outside of Trey Young, in tomorrow's matchup. Both up Terrence Mann because you can't ignore what he was able to do in the last game. And he's still only $4,900 even after all that. So you have to play Terrence Mann. He's another free space that I think is a must. Both have Kevin Herter, given the situation with Bogdanovich, given what he's been able to contribute minutes-wise and production-wise in his absence. I think that was everybody that we had the same. Now, we can finally get into what we have different. I did go with Paul George as my second superstar to Joel Embiid. Because, again, it all comes down to Paul George's shoulders. He Ultimately, the Clippers, if they're going to have a chance to win, it's going to have to be because Paul George had a big game. With Kawhi Leonard out, you already saw it in the last game. Paul George will actually take a different mindset and be more aggressive. When he's more aggressive and he doesn't just relegate himself to being standing in the corner waiting to shoot threes for a strong golly reason, he actually does play really, really well. So I'm going to lean on a star player who has to show up for his team for them to have any chance and is coming off of what should be a confidence-building series, especially the way they close it out against Utah at $10,300. Yeah, I mean, I think Paul George has definitely been on a roll right now. Um, I think he was, you know, the last four games versus Utah, he was averaging close to 50, 55 DSF points. And he even had a 71 burner. Well, in I mean, the last four point. games, 45, 50, 71, and then 54 to close them out in the last game. So you're talking huge production. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, they're going to be still running the offense through him. Uh, hopefully, he continues his, his nice streak. He's been getting rebounds. He's been scoring. He's been having the ball in his hands as a facilitator. They even had him playing some point guard the last couple of games. So, yeah, I think Paul George is a nice play. So, at the power forward position, I decided I was going to pair up Herter with Gallinari, with Bogdanovich going away. I'm looking for the production, the, the three-point shooting from the forward positions. I don't know what's happened to Tobias Harris, but he has zero interest in playing defense apparently this series. Whether that continues in game seven, maybe a switch will flip, I don't know. But I'm going to base off of what I've seen most of the series, which says whoever is the hot forward is getting the ball and he's draining it for Atlanta. And Gallinari is somebody who actually had a nice game the last one, but two games ago, 28 fantasy points. He's only $4,700. I'm going to take a shot, especially when you're in a tournament like this. We talk about this all the time. We have two games and you have to mix it up. You got to be willing to take shots on players who at least have the upside if they get hot to deliver. Might have a low floor, which Gallinari does have a low floor, but he has the upside that you need to deliver at a $4,700 price tag and what's going to be slim pickings in the tournament tomorrow. Yeah, and I think for $4,700, I think he has a solid floor. Um, I think that when you look at the Jonovich situation that we talked about with Horder, I think Gallinari is the other beneficiary of that situation. And one of those two guys is going to be the primary scorer other than Trey Young. I expect the Sixers to try to take Trey Young out as much as possible. And I think Gallo is going to have a nice game as a result. If Horner is not getting rebounds, that means Gallinari is probably getting those rebounds. So one of those two players is going to be highly productive, both you know offensively and on the boards. 
And I also think that with Gallo, you get a chance to get a couple threes here, three or four threes, you know, in the game. So I think it's a great play. I loaded up in that Philadelphia Atlanta game. It's game seven. You know, you're going to see fireworks. Everybody's going to have their heads on the floor. And I want to cork Mots at $4,200. Again, Danny Green's going to be out. He's probably getting a few more minutes. He got some good his last three games in a row, plus 25 minutes. So you've been good there. Has a little bit of a floor, 18, 20 points at $4,200. Again, I had to go with somebody cheap because if I had Paul George and Joel Embiid and the lineup and everybody else. So this is a guy who's going to pro- – I'm begging on he's going to get to play a little bit more tomorrow, continuing that on, and I just need a floor play out of him. He has a little bit of a ceiling, but there's really nobody else even left of that range that could really come through for you at that point. Yeah, I understand you got to you know cut some corners here or there to be able to try to get those two superstars into your lineup like you are. And I think that he's got a good opportunity. I think it's going to be rather be him or Maxi that steps up. So Maxi's probably the other guy to maybe consider if you're looking for a cheaper player to kind of plug into the lineup, run of superstars. Um, one of those two guys is going to have a nice game. The reason I'm a little bit skeptical of Court Moss is he hasn't shot the ball super well the last two games. He has been getting the minutes, though. So I do think that Doc will ride the hot hand. And like I said, if you're looking, it's not Court Moss, it's probably Maxi. One of those two guys should have a nice game tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm just going to go off of Corkbox because he's a little bit cheaper right now. So I'm just going to go off of that. And plus, like I said, I love the fact that he is getting the solid minutes every single night. So hopefully tomorrow will be the night that it actually starts to fall for him a little bit in Game 7 when they need it the most. Chris, we have a little bit of time. I, for me personally, I was shocked the Clippers were able to make it this far. They And even though they made it this far, and you have kudos, so you're in the Western Conference Finals, at no point have they looked that great to me. That's what's been crazy about the fact that they've made it this far. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of torn with the Clippers. I expected the Clippers, if when the Lakers got knocked out, I expected the Clippers to be the, the favorite, the team that should be in the finals. They are the most talented team. Having said that, I agree with you. They haven't overly impressed me. Um, they seem to kind of win the games they're not supposed to and lose the games they're supposed to win. It happened in the Dallas series where they kept losing the games at home. Um, the Utah game, Utah series, everybody was kind of writing them off once Kawhi went down, and then they worked off two victories. So I look at the Clippers as a team that seems to be, when their back's against the wall, they seem to have a fight. But when they're actually picked to win, um, they seem to have a kind of a struggle. I'm really, well, I think this game one's going to be really, really interesting because with Chris Paul out, you got to imagine the Clippers are supposed to be the favorites, even with Kawhi injured, because well, they have more right talent. Now. Yeah, uh, right now. Um, Phoenix is the favorites minus four. We'll get into that in the next segment. So um, that kind of surprises me, actually. But I do think that most of the, you know, NBA people are going to think the Clippers should be winning this game after because of how the situation is in Phoenix right now. If they were to lose this game or come out really lethargic and get maybe blown out, I'm I'm really going to be curious to see how they kind of react because it seems, like I said, this whole entire playoffs, they, every game they're supposed to win, the games that people think they should be winning, they just seem to kind of just come out lethargic and don't play well. When the games, you know, are something where you're looking at the Utah game, they're down by 25, so they just pack it in, and, you know, here they come firing back in the second half behind Terrence Mann. So I don't know what to expect for the Clippers. I do think they're the most talented team. I'm not a Ty Lue fan. I think he's a horrible coach. But I do think he found something when it comes to playing with at the center position because the team definitely plays better small. Yeah, it's just interesting to me. And I felt really bad for Utah, too, because had Donovan Mitchell not clearly injured his ankle, and I, honestly, that it was at the point where I was surprised he was even trying to be out there on the floor because you could just tell he was like 50% of himself. They would have went on the win, and I thought Utah was going to be a really good team, especially if they got Conley back, probably one of the deepest teams 
Uh, we'll, we'll see them again next year. But I, I had to my hat off the Clippers for getting that far. But again, it's been just a, kind of an oxymoron because at no point have I really been overly impressed. Uh, and if I had to pick for the series, not to give it to you away, but I, I'm going to pick Phoenix to win the series just because they've played much more impressively as that one gets kicked off. Uh, we'll save our Atlanta Sixers picks for uh, the next segment. Uh, right now, actually, I was good. I was trying to look it up. We, we have Brooklyn the Bucks right now going on, and I'm pulling up the score right now. The third quarter just opened up. It's 54 53 in favor of the Bucks at the moment. What do you think? We, 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 before we go to commercial break, what, what do you think? You think the Bucks win this out, or is Brooklyn going to win this tonight? I think the Bucks should win this game. I mean, they they definitely have the more healthy team. They should have it. They have the game at home. It should be a, a Milwaukee victory, in my opinion. We're going to keep you guys up to date as we go through this show over the next half hour because that game is live right now, like I said, in the third quarter, 54-53 at the moment in favor of the Bucks. Yeah, it is low scoring. We'll see, though, because we've seen games open wide open, wide up in the uh, the second half, especially as of late. So what we're going to do is gonna hit the break. Stay tuned to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, for more DC's DFS Challenge. We'll have Chaz Flaherty coming up. On the next segment, we'll talk about our best bets of the week. And Chaz, I'm sure, after his little road trip, is going to have a few stories for us to digest as well. So all that and more. Stay tuned to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and presented to you by Belly Up Sports. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in, everybody. You are listening to the DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, also presented to you by Belly Up Sports. Chris and I just went through our NBA playoff draft cards for the two big games tomorrow, Game 1 for Phoenix and Clippers, Game 7 for Philly and the Atlanta Hawks, as Game 7 for the Bucks and Brooklyn Nets are going on right now. We welcome in Chaz Filardi to the show Chaz, how's it going, man? It's a couple of weeks since we've been able to talk to you. Chaz. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you nice. It's nice to be home. Home, you know what? When you're landing in San Diego, it's extra nice, especially during the day because you see the ocean and stuff. But but uh, you know what? I, I'm excited. I, I really kind of had a breakthrough with the my easy sports data. I've told you the kind of run we've been on. I made a deposit in May. In May, early May, actually, I made a deposit. I haven't made a deposit since. I haven't taken anything out because I'm trying to grow it to see how big I can get it before football. Yeah. But it's been really, really nice. And I've been sending you some, some of the information. But here's the breakthrough. You know what I realized, guys? They're doing the same thing. Teams do the same things. They either score or they don't score. You know, they make mistakes. Whatever data you got, they're either doing it or ain't doing it, or they're kind of right in the middle. So one of the things I noticed that three – Three is a number that's useless. Three and four really are useless in baseball <laughs> because you can still lose a total with three and four and you can still, you know, lose a game with three and four. You, you need those, you know, they call them the crooked numbers. Well, technically three is a crooked number, but it's when it's one inning, it's a crooked number. So, so I'm starting to, to get really a, a good, good, good feel for how I'm going to take 76 pages of data and make it so you don't need to know data and you can still bet. That's that's my goal. That's my goal. Yeah, we're working on that, and it's going to be a great thing. You got a new show that's going to be coming out soon 
on Wednesdays afternoons, I believe. That'll be coming out in a few weeks. So we look forward to that where you'll be getting more into the sports data. I got to tell you this story about our premiere. Okay, so don't get me wrong. There's probably people that have a lot of money invested in Yardstream or StreamYard. I always get it back with StreamYard. There's probably people that work hard there. It doesn't like me. Zoom didn't bother me at all. Zoom was very nice to me. I mean, not nice to me as much. It's just they didn't engage me. They didn't bother me. StreamYard is messing with my head. So we did this show, and I was we were supposed to start taping at 4, and it was like 5.12 before I actually got green bars on StreamYard. I got green bars here. I got green bars everywhere. I mean, I had green bars on my face for heaven's sakes, but I couldn't get them uh, on the audio. So then Mo comes on, but by that time it's dark where he is and I can't see him. He was like, did you ever see the criminal shows when the guy's undercover? And they, oh, yeah. He's all darked out and they mumble his voice. I, I, that's, I think we're going to do a segment like that. It was pretty funny, actually. But Mo from the corner. Yeah, there you go. There you go. One of the things that happened is he liked the Cubs. And I said, listen, the Mets aren't allowing runs. It's just that ain't happening. And the Mets won three to two. So it was like even with a bad show of cashing tickets. Well, and and to that point, those are trends that you can get with the easy sports data that will be available to you guys, uh, hopefully relatively soon. Uh, Chaz, how is your trip, man? No, 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 no. We're not going there. We are no, not we're going. not going there. Oh, I think they're gonna have a story for us. No, 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 I'm gonna have three weeks of stories when I catch up, which will be next week sometime. I've got some thank you cards to write. I'm really gonna get into the whole tell your story thing. I've never, I'm, I'm a really, I keep to myself kind of guy. I always have been. You know, I, you know what? You do what you got to do. I'll do what I got to do. Leave me alone. I really, that's that's kind of how I want my tombstone to read. But with these people that were so kind to me, guys, that you know, they have their story has to be told. Other people need to know. That if you're ever in Lafayette, Louisiana, this is where you go and this is what you do. But what I've come to with, with living, you know, when, you, when you're stuck somewhere, you have a lot more time on your hand. So what I was doing, I was, I was really looking into it. And for tonight, I think, you know, we always talk the NBA, but there's some games that these pop people could hop on literally right now because they started like 7.07 and 7.10. So Give me the rundown. Yeah, so, so here's what I'm looking at. I told you I had a breakthrough. What it is is how do you take, I don't know, 18 or 20 data points and make it so the other person could understand that we're going to create a key. So one of the keys is they score the same or less every game. When you see a team that's eight and then seven and then six and six and five and four and four and three and two. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
and they're just they're, you know they're in a slump you could see it right in the data and and sometimes it's the other way and then what we have is just they don't score they don't allow the Mets was a fine example Mo was saying how he liked the Cubs and I said Mo you can like the Cubs. I'm just telling you, the Mets don't allow runs. So guess what I've been doing? I've been betting the Mets under ever since. I finally had a loser. The second game of the doubleheader today, I lost in the top of the ninth. Otherwise, it would have been like four straight just bet the unders. So, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great example of how you can just win money on a consistent basis as you're picking up on these trends. Uh, and that's a great one. That, that's going on tonight, too. You got the Mets tonight? Well, no, no. So so here's the thing. No, that, that, that was the early doubleheader. So there's two games. There's the 707 Detroit Angels game. So what we do is we break it down. Now, I haven't looked at the pitchers, but I did send you a pitcher report. So you know how detailed yeah. it is. And really, sometimes you notice a difference. There are, and you know, there's two columns of pitchers. There's how they do, but how their team does. And it's amazing how poorly some teams do when their best pitchers are pitching. And I don't know if it's mentally that they say, hey, you know, this guy don't give up three runs. You think we the day gotta, off in the field. Yeah, we just got to show up. We're going to win, you know. But here's what I got for Detroit. For the first five innings overall with Detroit, they're scoring less every game. So they're in a rut right now where every single game they're scoring less. And in the game overall for Detroit, which means, you know, doesn't matter home or away, this is the last X amount of games. Uh, they allow the same or more each game. So they're really running in opposite directions. Now, in the overall, for the, the that's one thing. Then you go to what we call matchup, MU. And that really is, are they home? Are they away? So Detroit's at the Angels. So all we're looking at is away games. And all they do is allow runs, and they don't score. Well, guess what? It doesn't really matter what you're doing in sports. If you're allowing and not scoring, you're a good bet. And that's why the Angels are doing what they're doing. They're 8-2 and two in the first five overall. They score four-plus a game every game. In the last so many, they've allowed one run or less. I think it's four or five. So they haven't given up a run in the first five innings at home. And then they're scoring five-plus at home. They're, if you've watched them, that kid is amazing. I mean, because I'm watching him now. Why am I watching him? Mostly because they're on the West Coast, so it's easier to find them. And B, because I'm betting them. And uh, Otani just hits the ball, like, so easy. And it goes so far. It's just amazing. And well, Otani got- is finally playing like the superstar he was supposed to be when he came over this season. Now, part of it is because he's, he's healthy again. But whether he's pitching or hitting, he's truly playing like the superstar he was advertised to be before he came to Major League. Well, what he did over there was fairly amazing. I mean, he had Babe Ruthie in numbers, and, you know, yeah. you don't get that name very often. But then, of course, you know what? Think about it. He got hurt. Most people struggle to come back. He's not only coming back. He's leading the league in home runs and pitching 100 miles an hour at one point. That's not – that's, you know, you know, at some point in time, you got to realize a guy like that is either very, very blessed, somebody in his family did something really, really well, or somebody sold or sold to Satan, and it's going to come to roost in a while. But right now, you enjoy the, the roots of the, the – By the, the way, I'll take it because right now, he's doing wonders for my fantasy oh, baseball team, I must oh, say. If you've got him, you've got to feel so good. And they're not – That's that team scores runs for him. It's weird. I don't know why. It's He's one of those pitchers that isn't that way where he gives up one or two runs and they're scoring seven or eight. And, and it, then it just – you know, when you're pitching from ahead, if you guys know baseball, when you're pitching from ahead, it's a lot easier to pitch. You know, it's like anything in life, I guess. When you're ahead, it's easier. And then Arizona, you know what? I told you earlier in the week, Dan, I sent you a text. I felt bad for him. How do you not feel bad for Arizona? <laughs> Listen to these numbers. <laughs> they are 317 and one in the first five innings overall, the last 21 games. And you know what? That's a better record than they are. That's in the first five innings. For the game, they're only two and 19. 
So I've just been betting against them. And, you know, it, it's hard. I made a mistake the other day. You're, you, you get so used to saying whoever they're playing, but in your head you, you have Arizona. And at one point I had clicked on Arizona on my bet. I almost bet them because, um, you know, in your head, every, every three days it changes. So every three days it's not Arizona anymore I'm betting against, or it's not the team they're playing. Right now I think it's the Dodgers before that. I forget who it was. San Francisco, I think it was. I mean, yeah, the San Francisco game when they came back, I had them. I had two big comebacks. I had the Padres last night at eight to one, and I had San Francisco. They were down eight nothing. I said, you know what? Somehow Arizona will find a way to lose this game, and I did really well. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's a big reason why the sports day is going to be so good to check out. I mean, you have your sports betting weekly show, which is live betting on Thursday, which is always a, a highly recommended show because you're going to cash out instantly that night. But then also on Wednesday, you'll get more into sports data. We'll be able to start planning your bets out kind of ahead of time. And hopefully we'll have that perfected by football season. And I bring that up to bring really this point up the goal. No doubt about it. Yeah. And, and, and just to reiterate, Chaz is, he's the guy who he's championshipfootballs.com. He's the one who gives us the prizes to give to you guys each month. This is going to be the last month. This show, this week and next week, is going to be the last chance you have to try to be eligible for this season for the championshipfootballs.com winner. So all you got to do is click the link in the comments on wherever you're watching this on social media, at WWSRN, at Belly Up Fantasy. It's a free tournament. You got to beat Chris or I. That's the only caveat to this. And so far, that hasn't happened this month. But you got to beat one of us, and you'll get your name to be eligible for the drawing at the end of the month. Because after this month, we're not coming back to football season. And, and Chaz, I don't think you know this. We made an announcement at the beginning of the show. It won't be coming back as a DC's DFS show. It's going to be an extension of the MD's fantasy football show that Chris and I do for the Worldwide Sports Radio Network for Belly Up Sports. So it's going to be a fifth episode for the MD's fantasy football show that will be available to you guys per week. So we'll, we'll be doing five episodes a week now as a result of that. And we'll be talking about our best bets for football and, of course, our DraftKings lineup cards for DFS purposes to help you guys win that as well. So we'll come back for football season for that, which has same setup. It will just be under the MD's Fantasy Football Show name instead. But again, make sure you click the free link. It's in the comments. DC's DFS Challenge Tournament, real simple. Come on in, try to win as we gave you, and rewatch the first half hour of this when we gave you the DraftKings lineup cards. There's one other thing that I want to talk about before we get into more content moving on to is that there's a big charity tournament going on right now for Belly Up. It's to donate money to the Alex Lemonade Stand Foundation for the fight against childhood cancer. All you guys got to do is go to bellupfantasysports.com. You go to the, there's a belly up bowl tag. You can hit it. I actually put the link in the comments below too. If you're watching this right now, or just want to go to at belly up fantasy on social media at WSRN, it's right there. All you got to do is click it. It's a $20 entry fee. For that $20, you'll be competing against other 200 other teams for a chance to win $1,200 for first place, $400 for second. But we'll be able to make over a $2000 donation all of you guys will get all of you guys who sign up will get credit for it make sure everybody knows you know the great contributions you guys put out there all 17 leagues are going to be named after a childhood cancer hero for each league to bring awareness to this going on it's a big thing we have going on right now the drafts will be taking place sometime in august once we have the leagues closed out it's going to be on the sleeper app platform so make sure you guys sign up again belly up fantasysports.com hit the hit the belly up bowl link all you gotta do is fill out the form and then we'll get you all squared away from there so that's a big thing that we're very happy to be a part of with 
the Alex Lemonade Stand Foundation and working with them against the fight for childhood cancer. All right. So now we have that out of the way. So that's a, that's good. You know what? There's some things you get out of the way that aren't important. You know, don't get me wrong. The sale at the used car dealership is important to the used car dealership, guys. But that that was a pretty important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're so happy to be a part of it, too. And we might be doing more events with Alex Lemonade Stand in the future, too. So everybody kind of stay tuned for that. Uh, right now, the game's still tight, guys. The game going on right now, Milwaukee Bucks, Brooklyn Nets. Milwaukee's up 72-71 as we're getting to the latter half of the third quarter. Over, under, set, well, not really set at 209. It, 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 under 209 is plus 235. I think things are going to open up as this game goes on. I don't think I'm willing to bet the under on that one. But even though Milwaukee is at 72-71 right now, as far as the live betting goes, they're plus 123 to win the game. So that's the bet I would be hopping on right now if you're looking at that. Uh, that That's what I would be looking at. I think Milwaukee does pull this out. But even if they don't, plus 123 in this situation when you're up a point, I'm going to take advantage uh, of I have, that myself. I have to interject because I, yeah. I've been really busy, you know, catching up from the trip. I put in a Nets and under first half parley, and I forgot about it. And I just opened <laughs> it up. I think I'm a winner, right? You should be. You should right? be, actually. They were given two, right? Were they given two? And it was like 108 or something. So there's no way. I think I'm a winner. Yeah, I, you, you should be a winner at, at, yeah, at the half there. Good for me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Chris. That's what Chaz does. She just keeps winning, and even he doesn't know he wins. He just wins. I know. He's just like, oh, yeah, I won that, too. I didn't even realize. I wasn't even looking at it. And here's why. Yesterday, I lost both the hockey games, uh, both the hockey and the basketball game. And I said to myself today, you know what? What are you doing? You, you got 37 pages or 74 pages of data. Bet baseball. Bet baseball. <laughs> I'm betting baseball today. It's playoffs, though, and I, I can understand why sure. you would want to do that. Sure. That the uh, Knights were going to win, and they really they should have. I mean, that was a weird play. As this game goes back and forth, Chris, what do you think? They're in Brooklyn. Who are you taking to win this game? I mean, Milwaukee should win the game, like I said, because I looked at the box score during the commercial, and I realized that Chris Middleton's, you know, doing his Paul George impersonation when Paul George doesn't show up, um, and True Holiday doesn't seem to be doing much better. So the two of those guys are basically stinking it up, and Milwaukee's still up. So I think as long as they actually do what they're supposed to do at some point. Um, Milwaukee should be able to pull this game out because I don't see, you know, anybody really supporting Durant right now. James Harden basically looks like a shell of himself out there. He's not really producing. And yeah, Joe Harris is not uh, The only other guy who's really set up with Durant right now is Blake Griffin. So I'm, I wouldn't, I think that I expect Mendelton or, or True Holiday to get a little bit, you know, he's hit at least one or two more shots, hopefully the rest of the game, because this has been ridiculous how bad they've been both playing. This game's going to keep going on after this show closes out, but we'll keep you updated as we move along. I do want to talk about tomorrow's game. So, Chris, you were actually surprised when I brought up the fact that Phoenix is favorite. They're minus four and a half, actually, over the Clippers. It's in Phoenix, but no Chris Paul on the other side. We're not going to have Kawhi Leonard definitely for at least game one. They're trying to leave the door open for game two. I don't see it happening, but at least going off of game one anyway. Phoenix minus four and a half. Would you then be on the other side and say you're confident in betting the Clippers plus four and a half? I mean, possibly. Like I said earlier, I think when the Clippers are supposed to win, they don't. And when they're supposed to lose, they win. Um, so if the Phoenix is the favorite team and people are kind of going with that, I think the Clippers actually match up better against Phoenix without Chris Paul. They're more, they have more length. They have more depth on their team. 
And I think overall, you're going to have a lot. Phoenix is going to have a hard time scoring other than Booker. So I expect the Clippers to actually be able to win that game. And I might bet on that game, actually, because I think it is something. It's four and a half for the Phoenix. I, I think that's a good bet on, bet on the Clippers. See, personally, I'm going to stay away from that game as far as betting beforehand. I'll probably, I would live bet this game, but I have no, Phoenix is a different team without Chris Paul. The Clippers, I have no idea what they're, without Kawhi Leonard, they're, it's, it, it's shocking how well they've played. Does Paul George continue to do that? Phoenix has been pretty good at being able to throw different bodies at the four positions, especially with Paul George. I'm just going to throw my hands and say, I'll live bet this game, but going into it, I want nothing to do it. Because even the over-under set at 221 and a half, I'm like, I think that's about right. I don't feel good about that one way or another either. What were you going to say, Chaz? Well, could you explain? Uh, I've, I've been out of the loop. Chris Paul is not playing. He Did he get hurt again? No, Chris Paul had tested positive for COVID nineteen, so that's why he will be out. You have to really, you really have to be out of it to miss that one. But I apologize, I was. You know? No, you were on the road. It's completely understandable, uh, and, and, and somebody else might have missed that too. Uh, so the hope is that he'll be able to test his way back into game two, uh, but he's not going to be able to make it back in time for tomorrow. So that's why he is ruled out of that game. And of course, you have Kawhi Leonard who has the the sprained ACL. Uh, it was first reported actually as a tear, and then they said it was actually a sprain. So he went from thinking he was definitely done to maybe you get him back if they somehow make it to the finals, maybe later on this series. Although I think that's going to be really a heavy question mark, in my opinion. Uh, that's why ultimately, though, if you're betting the series winner, I'm betting Phoenix to win this series because I know Chris Paul's coming back sooner rather than later. I think when Paul's back in the lineup, I don't think the Clippers really stand much of a chance with the way. Phoenix has been playing throughout these playoffs. They've been very, very impressed, especially Devin Booker. I mean, what do you think, Chris? I mean, yeah, Chris Paul's back. I think Chris Paul's been one of the best players in the playoffs right now. I think that as long as he's out there and he's producing, the Phoenix should be favored. I do have think that tomorrow's game will be a huge game because if the Clippers are able to steal one in Phoenix, that's going to put you know, Phoenix against, against the eight ball. And if you do get Kawhi maybe back for game six or seven, it could get interesting. Well, that they have to steal one. I mean, their best opportunity to steal one is going to be tomorrow's game, uh, which is what I, more I think about the more. I, if I'm going to bet, I probably would lean towards what you're saying, Chris. I probably would lean towards a plus four and a half out of the Clippers as far as a bet goes. Um, if I if I was going to, I still probably would lean towards just live betting that game. But if I was going to, because this is going to be their best opportunity to do so. I got Phoenix winning this series in six. So that's what I'm going to be placing my money at as far as a series winner goes. The other, the other game tomorrow, the eight o'clock game, that's the one I'm, I'm really looking forward to because it's game seven. I'm first of all, I have to hand it to the Hawks. I thought the Knicks were going to beat them in that series. They won. I thought the Sixers would drop him in five. We're at game seven. I, I got to hand it to Trey Young. He took his game to the next level in these playoffs. And they've played really, really good basketball. I thought Philadelphia was definitely the superior team. I know Embiid's not 100% healthy, but he's played well enough where I will mark that as a thing against them or any kind of way. The guy who shocked me, who's been terrible, is Tobias Harris for the most part. Uh, I know Ben Simmons is getting a lot of flack, but Tobias Harris has been you know, nowhere to be found basically this entire series. So I'm shocked this is going to Game 7. Right now, the Sixers are pretty heavy favorites for a Game 7 situation. Minus 7 in this game. Over-under set at 216.5. I actually have a parlay going in this game where I have the Sixers money line, and then I have the over at 216.5. That's the parlay bet I have going for that game tomorrow, staying away from that seven-point spread myself. Chris, what are your feelings on that game tomorrow? Um, I think that the Sixers, I think I have to agree with you, I have to kind of eat some crow when it comes to Atlanta. I thought Atlanta would get swept in this series, actually. 
Um, I won't go as far as say Trey Young's been outstanding. I think Trey Young's been solid, played really well. I think the Sixers actually have, have played worse than I expected. Um, a big part that, of that, that I happened in Beats injury. And I also think the big part of that is lack of depth really showing up to the Sixers. They have no bench. And Atlanta definitely has some, even though they've been banged up and have been injured, they still have more firepower coming off that bench than the Sixers seem to. So I think when t- you talk about Tobias Harris not scoring, he's the key to the game to me. If he doesn't score, Philly can't win. I think because you look at the depth of where it comes for Atlanta, they have a lot more firepower coming off that bench. They have guys who have, you know, a hoarder. They have Gallinari. They have different guys who can actually do something out there versus hoping that you're getting something from the Sixers. Milton had one good game. Maxi had one good game. Court Moss has been kind of hit or miss. So I think you're looking at a team that has really little, very little firepower coming off the bench, particularly with Seth Curry in the starting lineup. Well, I think that's why it's so huge this game's in Philadelphia because that's where you maybe get some of these role players who haven't been performing well to actually show up. Uh, so that's why I think Philly does get the edge here is why I expect them to win the game. I maybe would put a few shekels on Atlanta covering the spread, though, at plus seven. I feel better about that than the Sixers covering at a minus seven. I was going to say, I do like the idea of them playing at home. You know, Kai Chaz talked about, I think it was the MU you said, Chaz, for the, where the teams are home or away for your, your stats. Um, I do think that Philly has been way superior at home and has been for the last couple of years. So that's definitely an advantage for Philly. Uh, just to give you guys an update. The third quarter is closing out. Bucks are up 82-81. That's still a one-point game. It's been a one-point game pretty much the entire quarter. We're about to head into the fourth quarter on that one. Chaz, do you have, are you looking at anything NBA-wise tomorrow? Well, that, that over for the second half is looking good because they kicked it up a notch. And, and really, that's what's what I try to do. These games are crazy. I mean, we talked about it all year. You know, it's 30 to 11 after the first quarter, and it's 44 to 42 at, at halftime. I mean, these big leads just dissipating. I, I'm, I'm trying to find opportunities with those big swings to, to middle games and, and put it in me in a position where I either win a lot or I, I lose a couple bucks. And, and you don't always get that. This game, I'm not sure because I haven't been following it yet, but. Um, I did cash the first half. The reason I, I bet the unders, just I looked at the data and it just said all unders. I said unders, unders. Well, you know what? They, they, the, the line wasn't really adjusting much. And I might have come back with the second half over. kind of, And that's a, that's a middle situation, though, where you've, if you already cashed the first half. Normally, I would have the first quarter. But again, did I remind you that I got my butt handed to me both hockey and basketball yesterday? Mm-hmm. I'm at, I mean, I'm hitting three teamers in baseball on the run line. So they're actually paying like decent numbers. And I'm thinking, why was I had like $39 on the hockey game? I, don't know I think someone's I, trying to tell you something, Chaz. I don't know where I came up with that number either. Who bets $39? <laughs> Even though I got a good buddy, Johnny D from Vegas. He's been on the show before. He actually co-hosts when we were on the radio. He, um, he likes where he likes betting weird numbers. He'll bet like $34 on a parlay. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just come up with that randomly. Yeah, that- so I, I, I know I, I'm pretty sure I, I already have the Suns because I think that parlay that I had with that was open. I said, you know what? I'm just going to fill it with the best team. And I'm pretty sure somewhere in my list. Now, bear with me because, you know, uh, unlike most people, because I'm what I do is I bet them all and I let God sort them out. That's really my best uh, easy sports data dis- description of my betting style. I, if I like a team, I bet them. And then I watch and I, I say, why did I like them? And if I could hop on. So like Houston tonight, I had 
they weren't scoring early, so I, I went with the over. I had seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half, eleven and a half, and twelve and a half. So they they got it up to a ten. So I've cashed one, two, three tickets, and I need the White Sox in the top of the ninth to score a meaningless run, which is sometimes meaningless for other people, but it's usually not meaningless for me. So here it is. I had the I had for the first half. I had the Nets pick them under one and a half, and Phoenix Suns tomorrow minus two. We'll say it pays like nine to one. So I'm I'm live. I'm live on the Suns. Go Phoenix. Go. <laughs> what are you doing to me, babe? It'll be interesting. Look, if Phoenix wins that game tomorrow, or if they cover the spread, it's going to be because Devin Booker showed up and showed out. Hey man, hey man, DeAndre Ayton, but the Booker especially, if he continues his dominant performance, I mean that's going to be why Phoenix covers that tomorrow. And I, I think you know what I I glanced today. I glanced at the numbers. I always like if your numbers in front of you is smaller, uh, I'm probably going to lean your way because you're supposed to be there. Once, but didn't work for Utah. You no, nope. the Utah had that straight number up and down, and they went home. Take your number one seed and have a good trip. Yeah, well, that, so, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say one of the things I like about Chaz's betting style. He talks about is betting different halves, and that Utah game is a great example. I was talking at the beginning of the show how I went to bed at halftime. It was 72 to 50. Um, you know, Utah was up, and the Clippers only had 50. They went up scoring 131 for the game. So that's one of those things where you can get – you can bet if you bet on the Clippers or you can bet for the, getting the points in the second half, like Chaz likes to point out, you can make some nice money. And 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 really, for and those that's not always that way because a lot of times you're sitting there and there's 17 seconds left and you're still going to have three possessions. You know what I mean? Basketball and stuff. And my old man, God rest his soul, always told me don't bet basketball. And I don't really bet basketball. I know guys that bet basketball. I don't bet basketball. I dabble in basketball. Sometimes it does well for me. I had uh, Utah on the over in the first half. I made it a big play, actually. My biggest play of the day, I just had a feeling that worked out well. I didn't have the rest of the game. It didn't work out well for them for the rest of the game, from what I understand, because, again, they went home. Uh, Chris, we got two Game 7s going on, Game 1 tomorrow. Who's your champion at this point? The conference champions or the teams that win to Game 7s tomorrow? Who's, who's your finals champion with these teams left on the board, with the way these guys have played throughout the playoffs? I would have to go with probably... Phoenix, if they're healthy and Chris Paul's back, um, I think it's coming. I think teams coming out of the West. I think it's going to be the Clippers or Phoenix. I think if Kawhi somehow magically comes back for that end of the series, then I think the Clippers should be the favorite. But I don't think he's going to be coming back this series. So I expect the Phoenix Suns to advance, and I think they should be the champions. The Suns have been by far the most impressive team. I think of the ones that are left thus far. So that's where I would lean towards your way. Here's what I will say: If Brooklyn were to win this game and they get Kyrie back and Harden's able to heal. I do think Brooklyn would have a chance to beat Phoenix. And I would say this at the very, at the very least, as far as betting goes, I'm betting the over every single one of those games. If that winds up being the finals between Brooklyn and Phoenix, for sure. It would definitely be exciting from that standpoint. Uh, but outside of that, I agree with you. I think if it's, if it's Philadelphia, if B was hundred percent healthy, I would honestly say Philadelphia, mm-hmm. but because he's right. not, it, it's it, I Milwaukee. It looks like to me that there's still that hunch that they're going to have to get over. I just don't believe them in, 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 in playoffs to really get to where they're supposed to go. And this is supposed to be a championship team. Even if they wind up winning this game, I actually don't think they get past Philly. Uh, so I'm kind of the mindset. I think it's going to be the West unless Brooklyn wins 
and they're able to get healthy before the finals and are able to get past the next round as well. So that, that would be the only way I could see an Eastern team doing it. Otherwise, I'm kind of with you. It's going to be the West, and I would have if you, I have to pick Phoenix at this point. They've just been more impressive to me, especially since I just picked them in six against Clippers anyway. Well, here's the thing. I, I've got those odds in front of me. So uh, where I thought the, you said the Suns in six? Yeah. Is plus 350. So that, that I, that's an excellent bet. That's an excellent odds for that. Oh, yeah. Clippers to sweep, 2,200. Clippers to win four to one, a thousand. Clippers to win four to two, five hundred. Clippers in seven plus six hundred. Suns to sweep eight hundred. Suns four to one, two seventy five. As you said, three fifty for you. And then if it goes seven games and the Suns win, you get plus two seventy five. So they're favoring a seven game series, essentially. That's, that's what you're telling me. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised about that. If Kawhi's able to come back, I wouldn't be surprised if this went seven. But I do think Phoenix is. They're just they're playing a notch above right now, and that's why I, I want to pick them in six. Well, I think Chris Paul's the key. Well, your guys that I've been you've invited me on and you keep having me back as I, I really try to not swear or anything. But you've been we've been the Suns have been good. They've just been good all year. I mean, and I don't watch a lot of basketball, but when I watch them, they score a lot and they win. Really, that's all you want out of a team, and it's a fun young team to watch. I got to tell you, it's been it's been fun watching Phoenix go. Like, outside of Chris Paul, there's a lot of young talent. And it's been it's been fun to really watch him really be a good basketball team. I've always been a DeAndre Ayton fan, so I'm glad to kind of see him start to come into his own finally on top of it as well. Well, I think one of the big things for me why Phoenix has been successful, number one, they've been primarily healthy other than the Chris Paul shoulder thing against the Lakers, um, while the rest of these teams are kind of limping in, losing star after star left and right. But I also think one of the things the Suns have been doing, similar to Golden State back in a couple of years ago, is they move the ball. They move the ball and they cut. Magical what can happen when you move the ball and you cut. Suddenly the guys who play ISO basketball and play one-on-one basketball, those teams can be beaten when guys actually move, when guys actually cut, when teams are actually making smart passes. The Suns have had an outstanding amount of assists to turnover ratio for the last, like, I think, six, seven games, but they went on some run they had been on. I think it's a big part of it. When guys are able to kind of know where each other are going to be, it's suddenly the talent doesn't necessarily have to be there for your team to be successful. Better team we, basketball is the Suns have been playing the whole entire playoffs. I can't agree with you more. I had, a, I had a game. I'm watching these guys, and they're basically going one on four, right? They're dribbling, they're dribbling, they're dribbling. They're like eight or nine seconds of ball control. Then they throw up a shot, and if it doesn't hit, there's not one other color jersey. Their color jersey, there's not one of them there, and there's four of the other color. So if it was the dark guy shooting, it was the light team underneath. And it just it, it, there's no rhythm when they do that, none at all. Yeah, and you live and die by your superstar, basically. You know, when Paul George is great, the Clippers win. When Paul George isn't great, the Clippers lose. You see the same thing with, you know, the Nets right now. Whenever their superstars are up together, KD has an awesome game, then they're fine. But if KD shoots, you know, 50% or below, then they're going to be struggling. So I do think it's important to get your other guys involved, and I do think team basketball actually is an advantage. And I think the Suns have played the best team basketball this entire playoffs. All right, so this is going to be the last update we give you guys for this show. With the Bucks Nets, 89-88. Nets are up. Eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. So that game is going to really come down to the wire, is looking like right now. But I want to thank you guys that's all. It's getting higher, though. That's, yeah, that's, that's there. true. Um, I want to thank you guys all for coming back to the DC's DFS show. We're going to have one last show. Uh, next week, next Saturday, we'll go through this again. The drafting lineup cars give you our best bets of the weekend. Then we're going to be off until football season. But hey, before that happens, make sure you hit. Christmas, but why don't you start next week with the MD thing? Say that again. 
the next week it should be the the MD show. Why are you waiting? Well, let's wait till the beginning of the season. Right, we'll wait till the football season. It's your name, I'm just saying. You know, it makes sense to me. Just do it. Go for it, man. Be the, be the last do hoorah it. for the D, the DC there you go. show. There you go. Be the last there you go. hoorah. Well, I love the fact that it's Dan and Chris. You know. Yeah, and it'll it'll so it'll work out. But uh, yeah, so guys, make sure you hit the free link for the tournament. It's in the comments wherever you're listening to this on social media at Belly Up Fantasy at WWSRN. If you're listening to this on Sunday morning before the games kick off, make sure you get in there, sign up. It will be the last chance to try to become eligible. Next two weeks will be your last chance to become eligible for the June giveaway before we come back in September. Make sure you check us out. We'll be back. The NBC Football Show is off this week. We will be back next week from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Continuing on with our team profile series. Make sure you find that. And we're actually on this Tuesday at Belly Up Fantasy for the Belly Up Fantasy Live football show with Adam and Chad and those guys, too. So that's where you're going to see Chris and I. Chaz, what do you got coming up this week? Yeah, we're going back Tuesday to, to the Easy Sports Data Show with Mo, my co-host from the Mo Radio Show. And you know what? I, I'm just catching up. So you're going to start seeing some really some really cool stories about some people that helped us out when we needed a little help. And, and we tried to reciprocate. And we're just going to say thank you. But it, you know what? That's what life's all about, helping other people. Yeah. And Chad, there's, not there's a new show you have come on on Wednesday. I, I, just heard, I just heard about that. So on, new Tuesday, show starting on-, on Tuesday, we, we record. It's the Easy Sports Data Program. And that's what we're working on right now. We're, I figured it out. You're going to be on Easy Sheet. Because that's what we're going to create. The easy sportsdata.com easy sheet. And it's going to be easy. You're going to be able to read it. And it's going to be coded. And it's going to be a, a tip sheet. But it's not telling you who to bet. It's not telling you who to bet. It's telling you what I'm seeing. And guess what? I'm usually right. Yeah, you usually are. So that's a great way to win some guys some money. We'll see you guys next week on the World Sports Radio Network. And Chaz, as you always like to say. Always be cashing. Take it easy, guys.